0: Hello loves, this is Dr. Monica. Welcome to Dr. Monica's Corner. Tonight, we are gifted with this friend of mine that you have heard from before, a friend that I've met on Facebook, and we have a very interesting story, but we had had a sort of online conversation about, so what's the dirty mind? So that's what we're gonna talk about tonight. <laughs>
1: dirty mind, what's
2: a dirty mind, Miles? Wow, um, hi, thank you for having me again. <laughs> this time we're, we're, uh, we're on the video thing before it was just the uh, audio, right. which, which was very cool, the podcast, um, a dirty mind. I mean, a dirty mind is relative, right? Because what might be dirty to me might not be dirty to someone else and mm-hmm. vice versa. It's funny, in thinking about this today before we, um, we actually logged on to do this, I, I, I remembered like when I was in school, I can't remember, it was either high school or college, and they were talking about um, obscenity, right? And what is obscene. And if I remember correctly, the word was purient, purient interests or something like that, right? Yes. And, um, you know, which basically leaves it wide open and subjective, right? right exactly. So, I, so that's, that when I think about, you know, a dirty mind, it, it's subjective, right? To whatever, what, like, you know, where you are, you're in the Bible belt. I'm in New York, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the way we oh, operate. So <laughs> worlds apart. The way we operate in New York and the way they operate down there, it's like two, you know, totally different things. I mean, you know, I grew up, uh, I I tell everybody, I grew up in the 80s when, when New York, and this is exactly how I say it, when New York had no rules, right? Like, we literally had no rules. We could... it it was a free-for-all. We could do basically whatever we we wanted to. You know, there were peep shows and all kinds of stuff. You know, I remember at 14 14 or 15 years old, there was a movie um, called Caligula. Yes. Do you remember? It was Caligula. And it was done by like Penthouse and Gore Vidal's Caligula or whatever. And I remember at 14, 15 years old, I went to 42nd Street and gave like five, six bucks and went to see Caligula which at the time was, you know, a triple X movie. Sure. You know what I mean? So if you think about, that's a 14 year old New Yorker. So whereas, a, so me and A Dirty Mind, I was just interested in like, what was this about? Right. You know, from a historical context. And mm-hmm. actually I realized that Helen Marin was in that movie who's actually one of my uh, favorite actresses, mm-hmm. you know, for so many different reasons. Like when I look back on it now, the, a young her, Helen right. Mer, Um
0: And she's still sexy. Uh,
2: unbelievably. Yeah. Un, when I tell people that you should see, when I tell people that I'm like, yo, man, you know who's hot? Like, I'm like, Helen Mary. They're like, yo, what are you, crazy? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're crazy. Right. You're if, you don't see, if you don't see this like the movies that she does, right. it's, it's like, yo. And then, um, interestingly enough, uh, there's a podcast that um, I was turned on to and the host, I want to say it was Mark Marin, Mark Marin, but it's M-A-R-E-N, Mark Marin. He was, he interviewed Helen Marin. But anyway, that's like a sidebar, whatever. But my point of even going to Caligula at 14 Mm -hmm. probably would suggest that my mind from a young age was, thinking or operating differently than maybe, you know what I mean? Sure. You know, and then, but then we could also incorporate what hip hop music today, right? Like when uh, Cardi B came out with WAP, W-A-P, right? You know, I I look at hip hop as an art form and I look at the cleverness of like putting the words together, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Message wise, you know, it's not the greatest message, but some people think that's, you know, dirty. Some people think, you know, but, you know, it really just depends. Like I said, going back to purient interests or purient, purient right. yeah, that, that word again.
0: But then again, it, to me, it's sort of like when people talk about pornography. Uh, there was a Supreme Court justice, they wanted him to define it. He said, I don't know how, what the words are, but I know it when I see it. And so, when you think about erotica and you're describing what two or three what people are doing, I guess there's a there's a mindset and attitude as you look at it to say, this is interesting, this is ballet, this is fun, this is sexy. Or, or you could say, this is growth, you know? And so, in in a situation like for what i'm trying to do with my writing in erotica is to get people to understand between two people that really care about each other those words are irrelevant
2: it's very very interesting so i'm a huge prince fan as you can tell by my like my facebook page right mm-hmm. everything is prince prince like the only artist that i've probably seen he's the one artist that i've seen multiple times So like I've seen, I saw Prince like maybe five or six times, you know what I mean? And um, he had a song called, When Two Are In Love, right? And the line that always stuck out to me was, nothing's forbidden and nothing's taboo when the two are in love. Absolutely. Right, so so just to, to... piggyback on what it is that you said I don't know I think we may have spoken about Prince before yeah I, I don't know yeah and you said that it wasn't your thing I th- like lyrically he he's like masterful lyrically mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think a lot of the people who that I that I know who are Prince fans mm-hmm. they connect with him on a lyrical mental level, mm-hmm. because it's almost like his writing is erotica, yes. do you know what I mean? He 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 basically, he threaded the line of, you know, male and female, you know, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And he, you know, uh, what's that, androgyny. He, right. he threaded the line of like- Exactly, andro- and I
0: think for me, I'm older than you, so I was into Barry White and Teddy P., and Art. you know, hey, and, and so this guy, <laughs> you know, that was a mixture of visuals. Because you're right, he, he was androgynous, you're absolutely right about that. And and so, a lot of the music was loud, and, and I often couldn't understand what he was saying. But Kiss is one of my favorites because. <laughs> because I, I, mm, mm, mm. It's one of my favorites, but I'm going to say more because of the beat.
1: Gotcha. I'm not
0: so much into the lyrics. Now, if it's like with Luther or Barry White, I understood every word they said. So yeah. hearing a song once, I could sing it again. Whereas with, with rap and with Prince and some of these others, it's like, mm. but yeah, no,
1: I, I, it. I,
0: I just, um. That's not what them. I want for music, you know, for me it, it's beats, it's that, it's, um the downbeat that grabs you pelvically,
1: that's, uh-huh. that. <laughs> that's Absolutely. what
2: that's what And then you hear, so it's interesting, the men that you describe singing are those manly voices, you know, yes. the Barry White, you said Barry White, you yes. said Teddy Pendergrass, you know, Luther, <laughs> Luther, Luther was just special. And Luther was like the man, you but know? But I mean? he turned out to be
0: special too. So I mean
2: what <laughs> he had now that was like the biggest shock and disappointment Amen. I think for everyone
1: yes. when
2: that story happened, you know, way back when in the 80s. There's a really good documentary on Showtime about Teddy Pendergrass and they actually interview the woman that he was with in the car when the accident was uh, absolutely—you have to see that. Yes, it, it, I do. It's a—it's—it's it's amazing. It is—it's one of the better documentaries on Showtime. So I'm—I'm a, I'm a documentary buff and wow. you know stories and you know all that kind of stuff. You know, I watched something over the weekend, Trial Four, you know, which is about Boston, the Boston Police Department. So I'm—I'm I'm really like headstrong into like human stories mm-hmm. but going back to going back to dirty mind i don't want to you know vary off of you know <laughs> the topic too much but those those artists that you mentioned you know when i was growing up uh there's a couple of things that you said that i'm going to talk about um i have a friend who doesn't call it porn he calls it adult entertainment like he's very very specific mm-hmm. He refuse because you know it's porn and pornography comes with all these like negative connotations when Mm -hmm. you know when I was a kid you know before there's a song that J. Cole did called um wet dreams and I I tell everybody that if you listen to that song that's basic that was basically my story you know it was put together cleverly but I say that to say that you know when I was uh embarking upon you know relations with you know teenage women as or teenage girls you know in order to know what to do i would watch you know adult entertainment
1: right What sure.
2: i mean just to get a tutorial so to speak sure. you know, um <laughs> yeah very very interesting and with like teddy pendergrass and barry white and you know luther vandross and prince you know back in the day you know guys most guys would make um make cassette tapes, Mm -hmm. slow, slow jams, Mm -hmm. you know, know, and basically to have that mood music, you know, for when, when the young lady comes over, you're like, God, I got my Teddy Pendergrass tape. I got my, my, my Barry White tape, you know? But
0: you're in your, were you in New York
2: back then? Absolutely. Well, well, interestingly enough, I spent my uh, middle school years in uh, Massachusetts and I spent my high school years and my high school and college years in Connecticut, but I was always back and forth from those from Massachusetts and Connecticut and New York.
0: Was it Frankie Crocker who had that evening time show where he ran the bath?
2: Frankie Crocker was the man, absolutely.
0: I used to listen to that thinking, oh my God, listen to him. Because it was this, you're right, it was the sound of the voice saying the words, which again, gets to why I do this. Because I think I think oftentimes people in a relationship, they don't say the words. they They use other kinds of words, euphemisms, but they don't say the words they're thinking and for me, it's the sound of the words that's the draw. That's, that's the, the, um, the stimulant, if you will. The sound yeah. of the words, you know? I mean... Um,
2: I think it's a, a comfort level, right? I think, I think it's also societal because... When, and let's talk about and let's tie in dirty minds, right? You know, whereas, you know, in France... I remember I went to um, St. Martin when I was, you know, in my early twenties, right? And Saint Martin is the French side and the Dutch side.
0: Yeah.
2: Do you know it's my what I mean? Favorite
0: place
2: on earth. Oh man, Saint Martin. That that was I think we had that before. It was my favorite place on earth. When I when I find a place and I get attached to it, like I'm like, yo, I'm going back. And I keep going back and I keep going back. And I remember I went to uh, Saint Martin, the French side. And I went to I think it can't remember the name of the beach, but I'm sure I could Google it, but it was a nude beach and we spoke Mm -hmm. about that before. Um, But it it ties into Dirty Mind, right? Like the French are very much, you know, and and nudity, like it goes back into the last conversation. Mm -hmm. I wanna say the United States doesn't teach us to be comfortable with the words. They don't teach us to be comfortable with ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? and I think it's kind of like across the board until you get to a certain age, maybe some, some kids have it, you know, I think this generation is a, a lot of bit different mm-hmm. because this generation embraces basically everything about themselves, you know, even if it's like, you know, a transgender okay. at like six years old, mm-hmm. you know, and then parents nowadays are you know, accepting their kids saying they're transgender at six, seven, eight, nine years old, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different now, but, you know, back when I was growing up, you know, the French side on St. Martin was was amazing. You know what I mean? I remember I walked out onto like the hotel balcony, which was overlooking the beach and the pool. And I saw like this topless woman. I think my jaw dropped <laughs> at that time because it was just like, wait a minute they could do that here <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and it, and it's one of those things where you know i think even when i came back to new york after that trip i was like um is it like is there any place like you could do like news and they're like oh yeah reese beach they used to always talk about reese beach yeah. back in the day yeah. like that was supposed to be like the nude beach in new york i never went i don't know and and here and here's something to talk about like a dirty mind like I, I never felt like I would be comfortable in the United States at a nude beach. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I felt like when I was on the island, and it wasn't so much because, you know, oh, nobody knew me or whatever. It was because it just felt differently because it was accepted. You
1: People know what I mean? are more and, natural.
0: They have fewer hangups. You know, if a woman... Uh, has some pounds or a man has some pounds it's not a big deal it's just you know we go with flow and so to go to a nude beach I mean when I went I went with two very dear friends of mine and we went and the guy said you got to take your clothes off and we were like no and he said okay and we went on the beach but we you know kept our bathing suits on but the sight that we saw we we wished that we had a comfort level, each of us in ourselves, to say, let's take it off. I mean, you know, um, but but it just. And then I think it was maybe a couple of years later when we went back, when we got in the water, we took off parts. But coming from the states, it just, you know. Um, it just yeah, it's a hard nut to yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a hard it's nut to not cr- there, you know. And I mean, I think with the writing, I have the greater freedom up here. Then yeah. I mean, I, I guess I should test myself and find a way to get back to Saint Martin and go to the beach and see what
1: happens. Absolutely, <laughs> right? Know,
0: why I, I just I don't I don't know. I think we are sometimes our own worst enemies when it comes to things like that. Um, Definitely,
2: our own worst critic as well.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I think um, you know we always think it's about us when nobody cares, right? You know, when when people use at, like we say it's like, "Hey, what's up? Oh, I'm doing all right." Uh, you know, I they they say I could complain, but you know I won't.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? And I always say to them, nobody's listening. <laughs> you know what I mean
1: Mm -hmm. like
2: (laughs) nobody's listening so it's kind of like that was my experience when I was in St. Martin on that beach you know what I mean I thought I was self-conscious coming from the states but then once I got naked I was like nobody's looking
1: at you (laughs) nobody
0: cares
2: Right? nobody cares so So that that ties into Dirty Mind which is I was going to say but no go ahead continue
0: when you think about um, dirty mind. When you think about pornography, do do you have um, like a cutoff point? Something that you say no up to this, it isn't. But if you cross that line, then it is. I mean, are you? Is there something in your mind that is taboo?
2: I'm. I. I won't say. I mean, to me it's to each his own right you know what i mean i think there may be things that would interest me more than others Mm -hmm. like as far as like you know and that's just me Mm -hmm. as far as like what i would view and what i wouldn't view Mm -hmm. i mean so i don't i think between consent consenting adults Mm -hmm. right whatever it is that they find that they want to do in the comforts of their home or you know, a private public location, whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, yeah, no, there's, you know, not for me is thinking about like, what, what somebody else is doing, or if something is over the line, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's the same thing. It's like, what might be over the line for me might not be over the line for them. So Mm -hmm. to each his own, I try to live as judgment-free as possible, you know, because we all judge and we, we get judged and we judge daily. Mm-hmm. And I try to be very, very aware mm-hmm. of, you know, judgment and not doing it,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know what I mean? Um, like my Facebook page, my Facebook page is open to everyone for everyone to see, you know, and I, I you know, there's certain things that I do keep off of there. Because I have close to like five thousand friends, people that I don't know, you know, but you know, I I did that so I could have an open dialogue about any and everything.
1: Right.
2: You know what I mean? Like um I think, you know, a lot of it because we just had the election, there was a lot of politics or whatever. But you know, I tried to loosen it up as you see with my horoscopes yeah. and yeah. you know, um I try to, and those, like you know, those are just reshares, like a repost of something, and I do that just to lighten up the mood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, because everything is just so, so tense. The other day, though, I, uh, I posted something about being nude and free. I can't remember what it was, but it was interesting. The comments that I got, and it was most, it was mostly from women. You know, it was one woman um, from uh, Alabama who I've I met once, you know, and we became Facebook friends. We've known each other. Like, I would consider her a friend, even though we've seen each other maybe, you know, once. We've spoken on the phone. Um, she's a music head. She's led me to, you know, businesses and stuff like that. She's an, an incredible writer, mm-hmm. a storyteller. You know what I mean so like there's just so much and this is just from from Facebook but she said something she was just like yeah I don't have the uh I can't I don't want to misquote her but it was alluding to the fact that yeah she's not ready for like being nude you know outside or whatever and then another, <laughs> another friend from college like wrote to me and just like yeah why am I not surprised that you posted this and I was like because you basically knew me in my formative years
0: But, you know, what would you say, how would you, I mean, part of what the struggle is for me with the writing is how to create language or situation, scenarios that would get at helping somebody. Because in some of the writing usually it's the woman and I have her saying, you know, I'm looking around, I'm I'm making sure nobody's around, that kind of thing. Um, And I think in most situations that's prudent because you obviously don't want to walk naked down the street. But in a secluded kind of area, you know, why not? And so what's been the struggle for me is, is to try to create language to say it's okay at the same time that I am probably struggling with the same thing myself. Yeah.
2: Well, absolutely it's interesting that you said that because now I'm remembering she I, I said to her in the post I was like I said you know what you should try it you know you might like it and I said start in your own yard that's what I said. Like, I, I do said,
0: remember that
1: yes
2: I said, so, so you saw the post, I, I said, did. yeah, start in your own yard, you know what I mean? Um, because that's the thing, right? How many times do you hear, you know, people say, and it, it's it's kind of, it's interesting, people are very, seem to be comfortable with um, themselves in the comforts of their own home. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times, like, oh, get a roommate, nah, I don't want to get a roommate because I want to walk around my house naked. You know, I've, people say that all Absolutely,
1: the time, yes, yes. right?
2: They say it all the time. But then when you talk about, you know, being outside and they go, oh, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. You know what I mean? But that would kind of be like, if as a storyteller, right? You know, that'd be an, an awesome story because you could start with the person, you know, started in their house, right? and then they wandered out to their balcony. And then the newspaper was on, you know, there was a bunch of newspaper or something, you know, in the backyard or whatever. So they went in the backyard to like, they couldn't find their robe and you know, they went out and they picked it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a way to like ease people through writing into Mm -hmm. saying, oh wow, I guess that is kind of okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? hit them just even in the mindset because going back to the adult entertainment, right, and me as a youth looking at it as a tutorial and I remember also um, having conversations and people saying that the good thing about adult entertainment is that when you see people doing things that you think about then, you know, you're not alone. You don't think it as strange as you know, people like (laughs) <laughs> that people will make you feel when you you don't want to talk about it you know it's kind of like, see I'm trying not to bring <laughs> politics in it but what I want to say is like it's those people who like let's take like a senator or something who's the the toughest you know opponent against same sex marriages and then you right. know they get they get caught right they get caught with like the same sex guy and it's just mm-hmm. like, yo, but you're the dude that voted it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they, they put up like all of these airs and these fronts. You know, I like to say Chris Rock, Chris Rock said it, he he, he had a meaning, it was a different meaning, but he goes, hey, we're all conservative about some things, but we're also all liberal, 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 liberal about, thing. yeah. about other things. Like, so we're all an amalgamation of all of that Mm-hmm. And I think that all of those, prin- those principles apply to almost every aspect of your life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you could be conservative about certain things, but we could be liberal about things. I think nudity is very tricky because, and dirty minds, so to speak, is very tricky because I think people, people are in fear of being judged about their thoughts. And they definitely, when you go back to saying, when you said words, you know, they definitely don't want to say it. Exactly. Because, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, oh, your mouth is so dirty. And it's like, well, wait. you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> okay. You know, it's it's that fear of that judgment, that judgmental thing. You know, it's crazy.
0: And, and I think, I, I think that there are, uh, I, I had occasion to meet individually with some men, because I wanted to hear what men had to say about these kinds of things. And um, one of the men said, you know, we were talking about oral sex. And he said, well, that's the mother of my children. I can't have her doing that. Her but I can go down the streets and have Suzy Q do it. And, and my point was, what is it you're saying to yourself about what it is that's coming from you that you're saying is dirty,
1: yeah.
0: you know? And, and so part of, part of what I'm trying to do with all of this is to get it out there so that more people are thinking about, you know, what do I mean? Why do I say that? Is it an excuse so I can go running down the street? Or is it that I really feel that what I'm doing is nasty, is dirty, and therefore my wife shouldn't do it?
2: Right. I mean, that's, you just summed it up very well. That's exactly what, what people think. It's interesting because of that, you know, there are a whole bunch of um, different lifestyles now, right? So lifestyles with like polyamory and you know, all the, all these other things, you know, but what I've learned just from even like researching and seeing all that stuff is that the communication and the honesty has to be like damn near impeccable, you know what I mean, for, for it to to actually, you know, work. Right. You know what I mean? You no, have to be honest no, with
0: yourself and the other person, right.
2: Absolutely impeccable, impeccably, you know what I mean? So people aren't getting hurt or whatever you know, or getting into what it is that um, they, they just need to know what they're getting into and understand if that's something that's, you know, really for them. But it's interesting you said that about men. I, I came across that when I was, I was, I was in my 20s. Yeah, wow, my 20s. My 20s must've been kind of crazy. Um, I remember this, uh, this woman that I met who had a boyfriend or whatever. And we were talking, and I, I, I like suggest. I was like, "Well, yo, you know, like, give him like, you know, some oral sex, like, yo, do your thing." And I remember she came back, and she was just a friend or whatever, and she was like, "Yo, he got so pissed at me," and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, man, he was just like, yo, you don't do that." You know what I mean? I also remember having a you couple don't of do friends
0: that because.
2: Because, because, exactly because of what it is that you said,
0: Your
1: that's his husband. girlfriend.
2: Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, that's his girlfriend or whatever. But then, you know, I I don't think that they even understand the um the ramifications of like what that means, even as far as the relationship goes. Because then, you know, if then you you could be considered cheating. Like the guy, if he goes out and gets it somewhere else, then he's cheating, right? And yeah. then he comes back and he's just like saying, but nah, you don't do that. You know what I mean? It's just like, boom, boom, boom. So another interesting story, again, in my twenties, there's there's a place up here, um, Hunts Point, mm-hmm. And that's where the night workers are, right? But you know, this is this is like late eighties, early nineties. And I, I remember two one of my friends and his cousin so two of my friends they used to go to Hunts Point all the time right and actually pay for sex with these you know mm-hmm. the night um the night workers and I remember he said to me he was like yo he's like <laughs> first they were like yo when we take you and I was like yeah nah I'm not I, I'm not going to Hunts Point <laughs> I was like yeah no but they said this was quote he was like yo. And it was, it was kind of strange to me. They're like, yo, you can, um, you can get women to do things that you won't let your girl do. Like, and it was just like, yo, it, it kind of blew my mind because in my mindset, I was like, uh, yeah, I, it, it didn't compute to me. Exactly. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, it's one of the reasons, like, it's one of the things or reasons why I'm not a fan of like, you know, strip clubs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm just like, really? So I'm going to give tips to, you know, a woman to rub up on me. I can't touch them. You know what I mean? I can't touch them whatsoever and they can gyrate and do everything they want on me. And I'm paying them for that. I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I was like, now if you, if, if I'm going to go to a strip club and have a meal and there's a, topless or naked women walking around me and I'm just having a meal I'm all good with that but to sit there and like give like a $20 for a lap dance like what's a lap dance like to me it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me and wow. I'm not knocking it yeah I'm not knocking it for the people who because it's a whole culture mm-hmm. like a strip club cult, it's a it's a whole culture and I I get it but it just it just doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. you know what I mean it doesn't But it falls in line with it fought to me, it falls in line with what you're talking about, like, you know, oh, I wouldn't let my wife do that. That's my wife, that's a mother. That's the mother of my
1: my children.
2: That's yeah, that's the first time I've heard that one. That's actually pretty interesting.
0: And it was interesting because these were, I would say 25 to 50 year olds, and each and they were all saying the same thing. So it wasn't so much a generational thing, but I guess that the real question, and maybe you'll come back and we can talk about this another time, is how you have the conversation with your partner to, to bridge this, to say, let's say if it's a woman who feels that, you know, there are certain things he would like, but not from her, how do you bridge that conversation to saying I can be the woman, I can be the lady, I can be the church going person. I can be the mother of children, but, but I can be this vixen in, in the bedroom or the kitchen or wherever it's going to be and still be who I am. That's the yeah. conversation that I think, you know,
2: I don't think that that has to start with the woman having that conversation. I think the men have to be educated to the woman can be that.
0: Well, I guess the issue for me is it has to start somewhere and the men aren't going to a seminar about this. So they're not, not? I don't think so. No, what man is going to go to a seminar about opening up about what he can allow at home with his wife. He's got to hear from the wife or the partner. Let's not say the wife, the partner, that he or she is, is interested in much more coming from the relationship. And, and let's talk about that. And and
2: I agree with you, but I think that it has to come from someone like you, a you know, a doctor of this to open the man's mind to even have the conversation with. Because remember, they're already looking outside for that, for whatever that is. So if you keep them outside, and then you turn them around to go back inside, you understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, I think that that they're, they're never going to hear it from the wife they're never gonna, they're never gonna be, they're gonna be, I'll I, get out of here. I'm, I'm not talking about that. But if they have like that, that, um, you know, that person, easing. Other in,
0: person to do it from an educational perspective.
2: Exactly, exactly. So, but also imagine if, imagine if, and this is not for you, but imagine if like that guy who's going to the next woman, right? And saying you know, and getting oral sex or whatever, and that other woman saying you know your wife could do this, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like imagine that. Imagine yeah. if that was the flip. You know what I mean? Right. I would. It'd be interesting to see like how how somebody would react to that. Like I would not know how right. somebody would react to that. But but that's what I mean. It it has to come from somewhere else for them to go. Like it has to click. Right, and, then and that's going to take clicks. some time, yes, you're, I agree. But you have to work on, because the woman is probably like, you know, it might be at home, might be, I'm not saying, this is stereotypical, you know, oh my God, he's cheating on me, I don't know what it is, this, that, and the other, you know, Eddie Murphy did a whole um routine on it in Raw, when, you know, the the wife caught him, was like, oh my God, he's like, that's right, that's right, I fucked her. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I make, but I make love to you,
1: right,
0: you know, right, I, right. like, like. And, <laughs> and, and see again, it's the words,
2: right? You know,
0: making love and fucking. I mean, come on, there's right. a time and a place.
2: I mean, but that's only. You know what I mean? That's, that's um, a mindset. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's right. also it's also for an educated, advanced mindset. You know what I mean, and when I say educated, advanced, you know, and it's not putting anybody down. It's just like your viewpoint on how you look at things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean, it's uh, yeah, I, it's, ve- it's very, it's very, it's uh, very yeah, educational. But that's why I say it would take a different woman to be able to say like you from an education being able right. to say like to that person who's like, yo, she's the mother of my children. Be like you do know, the mother of your children can do that, and right. probably wants to do that, exactly. and you won't allow her to do that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like right. so, and that that's something like what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like you'll still get met with resistance, right?
0: But you can work with least, that.
2: Exactly. At least you've planted the seed, right? You know, what yeah. I mean? and what would. Re- See, what would really mess with a dude's mind would be like, and if you don't let her do it to you, she is going to go and do it to somebody who will let her do it. You understand? That's the way to be like, wait, 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 what do you, huh? But then you might get into the place (laughs) where you might go home and try to like kill his wife or whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) You're like, yo,
1: because
2: you've planted a seed that that's what they're doing. When that's not really what it is no. that you're saying. Right. Right. No,
0: it's, it, that would be a delicate, slow moving oh, yeah. kind of. Right.
2: Um, Especially mm-hmm. for the older, older generation. Mm-hmm. The younger generation, you might have like a chance with, of like, you know, like the 25 year olds or whatever. But it's funny when you said I spoke to, you said you spoke to 25 to like, 50. you know, older 50 year olds, right? I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, is that the father teaching the son? Because it, it comes from exactly. also like it comes from that, it comes from teaching.
0: That's right. And the grandfathers are also involved with the same thing, right?
2: Goes down the generations.
0: I certainly hope you will um, come back. This this was very
2: interesting. So sure. I um, I love doing it.
0: Well, and thank you. This is this is my first virtual one and it's been very comfortable.
2: Yes, indeed.
0: And uh, so thank you. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: This is Dr. Monica, Dr. Monica's Corner. Till next time, be safe. Bye-bye. Thanks.